Hey, I'm Robbie Kramer. You're listening to the Leverage Podcast, where we discuss using your social skills to hack dating, travel, finding your dream job, and becoming a complete man. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the show. I'm here with a good buddy of mine. I've known you for what, about a year, year and a half, something like that? Probably about two years already. Oh, um, no. Yeah. <laughs> um, I met Yoni living here in Kiev, Ukraine, and uh, he is the premier promoter, uh, nightlife guy. Um, you also organize trips um, for uh, a lot of Americans, Canadians, Israelis uh, to come to Kiev, party, have a good time, accommodations, um, going out day, night, all the above. Uh, and today we're gonna talk about some of the uh, obviously fun things you can do in Kiev, um, also, kind of like get Yoni's take on the nightlife industry, uh, his experience in the nightlife industry. Um, so first off, how'd you, uh, how'd you end up in Kiev? That's a, that's a good question. Everybody's asking me that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> why are you in Kiev? All the girls say, what are yeah, you doing uh, here? <laughs> why are you in Kiev? How'd you get here? To be honest with you, I just got here by mistake. I was uh, traveling. My friends were bothering me. Come, come and visit. Come and visit. And you were living in Canada or Israel? I was living in Israel at that point. Uh-huh. And people were just bothering me. Like, come to Kiev. I'm like, what the hell is Kiev? Where is that? <laughs> and then uh, one day I was traveling around Europe, and I'm like, okay, I'll stop by for a few days. I got here, and I was like, whoa. I was like, guys, what the hell? Why didn't you tell me about this earlier? <laughs> you, you, you sons of bitches, you should have told me earlier. And then they're like, well, we're calling you here for like a year. We tell you, come, come down, come down. And I was like, wow, like this city is like amazing. Uh, the girls aside now, there's so many things. Like it's a beautiful city. Uh, so many things to do. You're never bored, which is now it's a little bit of a problem because we're never bored. <laughs> <laughs> you also can't, uh, you, you, you can't, can't have not rest. be bothered. Yeah, you yeah. can't rest. You can't have a rest. <laughs> Even if you turn your phone off, people are like downstairs. Banging on the door. Banging on the door. Like, let's do buzzing. something. Where are you? Let's, let's hang out. Let's do something. Let's go here. Let's go there. <laughs> let's chill in your home. Um, yeah, and it's just like, and then you get to the, to the to the point with, with the girls, the most amazing girls in the world, uh, in numbers that are just like you're like what the hell? <laughs> How is this possible? Like like the percentage of girls here, the percentage of, of hot girls here, and they're just like the amount of them is just like they're walking like models that we see on on Milan runway. <laughs> they're like walking down the street here, going for groceries. The metro station. <laughs> yeah, they're like going for they're just trolling down the street, going for groceries. You can't and really go more than like forty five seconds to a minute without seeing a girl that like. You can't turn wow. your head anywhere and be like, "Holy shit!" And then you're like, "Okay, I've seen it all." And now you turn the other way and you're like, "Holy fucking shit!" <laughs> Every time I record a podcast like this, I'm I kind of kick myself. I'm like, "Damn it, this is more." guys will probably end up coming to <laughs> well, that's we, the other thing too is there's there's such a lack of high quality big guys time, here big time what big do you time, attribute that to big time first of all there's a lack of guys here period mm-hmm. and then the the ones that are here are like i don't know they're like they're different from us right they're like the local guys are i don't know they're they're, they're different they're they don't really like treat girls well they're like you know like they're they're, they're different I've so heard that the, the girls, Ukrainian girls tend to, especially in Kiev, maybe not in some of the smaller cities, um, but in Kiev and Odessa, 
Ukrainian girls really complain about Ukrainian guys. They yeah. say they're lazy, they're cheaters. Yeah. Um, they Heard don't really take care time. of themselves. They don't take care of the girls. Yeah, and once and once they they do have a girlfriend, they just let themselves go. <laughs> like, they're just like, like not know. to bag on. Like I have met quite a few awesome local dudes. Oh, of course, but all right. Just talking about the yeah, general. yeah, yeah. Of course, yeah. there's there's good guys. There's also like foreign foreign guys that are not as great, right? right? So uh, we we're talking here in, in general, yeah, yeah. right? But yeah, a lot of girls are complaining. A lot of girls are saying, "Oh, we just want to hang out with like foreign dudes because you know they're they're a lot more fun. They they treat us with respect. They treat us well." And yeah, but but obviously, I've met a lot of guys, local guys, also that are very cool. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah. So, so you were in Israel. Uh, Israel, in my opinion, is probably the hardest place to meet women. <laughs> And I'm a Jew. No, you, no, you, you meet them. <laughs> you just, they don't talk to you. They just tell you to fuck off. Yeah. No, if, if they're nice, then I'm going to talk to you. <laughs> if, they're, if they're a little bit cocky, they'll tell you to go fuck yourself. And yeah. the cock, the, the go, go fuck yourself quick. <laughs> yeah, I, I appreciate the, the go fuck yourself more than the back turn. At least I've been, my presence has been acknowledged. Yeah, exactly. But yeah. Israel, Israel is, is very hard like this. I guess because the, the exact same Thing that we have here with too many girls over there we have too many guys and not mm -hmm. enough girls so naturally the girls get hit on like day and night from every possible media there that they have yeah you know a million messages here a million messages there people whistling them at them on the street and people, the guys are confident they're guys have been through the army uh you know they're good confident shape, cocky, good looking <laughs> cocky <laughs> and just fucking don't don't take no as an answer right. they're just like whatever so girls like tend to be like, oh fuck, I don't, you know, I don't care. Like guys hit on me anyway, so like whatever. So another one, who cares? <laughs> you know, like there's a story that that I always uh, tell my uh, my friends and guys that come visit here. They ask me, oh, what about Israel? What about Israel? I'm like, I'm I'm telling you this story. Like you sit at the bar. There's a girl across from from you at the city at the bar, and she's like, she just looks at you. She like, basically, it says on her forehead come speak to me and she's like looking right into your eyes and she's like begging like come just talk to me you <laughs> you get up you make all the way around the bar you come up to her and you're like hi uh, honey can I buy you a drink she's like what do I look thirsty for you <laughs> you're like I'm sorry my bad <laughs> and, you, and you do the walk of shame back to her see the like, fuck that's it <laughs> but but this is the, the the thing they're just because they get hit on so many times I guess they're just like automatic their, their response is like no yeah. Even if she wants to, but automatically she just says no, or she just says like "fuck off" or whatever. Can we swear in this? Or? Yeah. 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 All right. um, yeah. So I, I mean, I agree with you. I think it's just a. It's a it's, basic. It, the reason is is due to the ratio. Yeah. And well, it's a basic supply and demand. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. That's that's all it is. That's the whole world is like that. Yeah. Usually, in in most of the countries I've been in, well, in all of them. Uh, there's more guys and less girls, and then the girls are like, you know, their their value, well, value goes up, and then mm -hmm. you know, like in Canada, all the really good-looking girls are going out with the hockey players, with the basketball players, with the football players, and you know, it's 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 like that. This is the ratio. Yeah, so the competition is more 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 higher. Not that we have problems in Canada or the states or anywhere or in Israel. But it's a lot, a little bit higher, like a little bit harder. Yeah, I think San Francisco in the U.S. has got to be the toughest place because you have the most guys 
per capita versus beautiful women. And because it's so expensive, it's all tech guys. Um, <laughs> you the girls, can't they, they, they call them the, the girls, the San Francisco 49ers, the fours that think they're nines. That was the football team. <laughs> that's a good one. Um, so anyways, yeah, so Kiev is fucking amazing. So you were, had, so you were basically just like hanging out and your friends told you to come to Kiev to party for a weekend or something and well, yeah, I just came here and I fell in love with it. I had a successful career in in Israel and I just fell in love with it like the same moment that I just like took a stroll down Kushatik Street, which is the main street of uh, Kiev. I just fell in love with it and for a year, about, about a year, I was coming back and forth and like, you know, leaving my job, coming here and coming back, then, then back and forth. And then I just realized that I want to live here. So I just, I just said, okay, what do we do to, to live here, to make a living? Um, and just like being all the time here without the, the, the need to go back to work to Israel and come back here and, and whatever. So the one thing that I like the most is uh, parties, is hanging out, is, um, you know, nightlife, uh, restaurants, all, all of the above. So just realized that what, we, what I was doing here for a year, coming back and forth, is uh, basically, you know, like taking myself to all the best places and uh, because I've, I've learned that, what, what the best places are and, and so on and so on. So we thought we'll make a business out of this by uh, basically cutting people that come here for only for a weekend. They don't have the time to go and look for the best restaurant and the best nightclub and to hang out and, and limousine services and, and, and all that stuff. So we, we cutting, cutting the, the, their time off, sp saving their time to go and look for it and you know, read on it on the internet, which is really, you know how it is, like yeah. reviews and stuff like that. It, it doesn't work. The fun, the, you know, the, the most fun places and the best places you need to know. You need yeah. to be here. Especially if you don't speak Russian. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was a problem I had when I first came. Luckily, I had some local friends. But if, you, if you're just kind of coming here, because I have a bunch of Airbnb properties here in Kiev, yeah. and I get a lot of uh, tourists from the US, Canada, Western Europe, and they just have no idea what they're doing. They show up and you know, I, I obviously tell them what they should be doing, yeah. but the places they choose on their own are just terrible. Terrible, terrible. <laughs> because you go and you, you find the tourist traps. Yeah, yeah, the tourist traps because you go online and you search for the best place and you know the reviews and, and everything like that, and you you see the potential. You, you walk around the city, you're like, wow, like this is great, this is great. Then you choose a place that is not maybe not as great or just a tourist trap or maybe a place that. It's just not the, the, the same vibe. So mm -hmm. you need to do these places, you, you know, you've been living here for a while. So, you know, to, to find the cool places, you need to know them or you need to know the people that, that run them or you need to be connected. You need to be in the scene. And this is what we are basically uh, thinking of, of myself as like you said, you, you need friends here. So we're a friend of the people that come over and we recommend and we do their reservations and we do their, you know, whatever they need for the help because the language barrier is a little bit of a problem here. Mm -hmm. uh, if you call a restaurant and you say, oh, I want to book a table for this time, for this many people, I want to buy the window, <laughs> you come in. Instead of eight people, you have four chairs. You're <laughs> far away from the window as possible. And you're like, you know. That's if you're lucky they speak any English. Yeah, that's if they speak any English. Yeah. They might do it even on purpose and just like right. whatever. But, but this is the main uh, thing. So 
once we talk to the places we work with, we, we were very clear what the guy wants. The guy want the, the guys get what they ask for, what they want, and what they like. Um, and this is this is part of our service. Yeah. So I have a lot of guys who tune in, um, who are interested in building a social circle, uh, creating, uh, you know, a social life, kind of that like you and I have created. Yeah. Um, if you were to kind of, you know. Take us back to when you first came to Kiev um, and try to put that kind of progression into like a step-by-step process. Yeah. What would that look like? Well, I've learned that early, early in my life, the fastest way to, to get uh, acquainted with people and, find, and, and, and meeting people and friends is nightlife. There is no matter what somebody will tell you, this is the best, the best, fastest way to get the be- to to meet the best people there is. I've met today. Um, I know people from the government. I know people from the all the services, all the things. I can get I can get with a phone call. I can probably get to the president if I needed to. So this is the fastest way. Like two years is really nothing to build this. Uh, a circle of friends and good friends and good connections but once you go into the nightlife and once you like very like active in it and people get to know you and people would would come up to you and and, and themselves would ask you all oh, like would, would want to be friends with you because they always see you with like beautiful uh, girls sitting at tables at the best places with the best you know friends around and having a lot of fun and people want to be around that Mm-hmm. Once they want to be around that, it's a, it's an easy uh, task now because you don't even need to like go and make this circle. It just it just once you build it, yeah, it's yeah. automatically just it's, it forms around you. Um, but yeah, it was just like it was very fast because. Uh, what is, what was the what were the kind of the steps you took? So you came. I mean, you're already a social. You know, you you have the the important parts of the <laughs> yeah. your social outgoing, yeah. um, you know, cool genuine guy. That's obviously the first step. Um, and for people that are watching, if they're shy and, you know, insecure and they, and nothing that a little like, bit of vodka doesn't show. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen some people that are very shy with a little bit of, uh, <laughs> a little bit of spicy, yeah. spicy, wa- spicy water. They, they get very social, very fast. <laughs> uh, but the step, the steps were pretty basic. Once I start coming here, mm-hmm. it took me a while to get to know the, the, the best places. Once I found the best places, I just made like. Do you have some friends that were living here that were showing you around, or it was more? No, 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 no. It was a hit and miss. That's why. That's why I think our uh, services are so um, so important for people because Mm -hmm. for me it took a year. Once I was coming back and forth for weekends, it took me a year to find the 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 best places. So um, I found it by you know trying going to different places realizing what places I liked and I wanted to be in those places uh, all basically all the time coming out right there's also different days for different places you know how it is right? yeah. so so once you know these places you want to be seen in the in those in the right places with the right people once you do that that's how you build so after I've learned that over the year and I, I, I thought I was ready and I knew all the the best places uh, when I moved out here I started visiting them more frequently and then people got to know me all the owners of the clubs all the owners of the restaurants today i'm on a friends basis with them 
uh, if I have some kind of problem with my clients uh, at a restaurant or at the nightclub, I can I can speak directly to the owner and get the problems resolved. Mm-hmm. So once you go to these places and you're a regular there, you get to know people, you get to know all the security, you get to know all the administration, all the uh, you know the promoters, whatever, whatever, and that's how your your circles build. So how did you get to know those people? Because like there's a lot of people that might just go to a restaurant yeah. and they just go to a restaurant, right? They don't they just eat. They get the bill and they leave and they might go to the same one over and over. What are those steps you have to take to become friendly with those people? Well, yeah. So, so that's the thing. Once, once you, once you find a place that you think is, is, is to your level or like the best place or whatever is to your level and you start going there frequently. Once you go there frequently, um, you, 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 you would see the owner one day because the owners here are very like active in their businesses. They would sit in the restaurant and stuff like that. And slowly they would even come up to you and start talking to you. You know, I see you here all the time. This is my restaurant. I've met the, the owner of the Mocha, which is, in my opinion, the best restaurant in uh, the best restaurant in Kiev. I met him like this. Like I was sitting there almost every day. Mm-hmm. And the owner, which is like, he's got different businesses. This is the, the restaurant is like his hobby kind of game thing. And he would just came he just came up to me by himself. He just started, you know, talking mm-hmm. to me. And, Got, got interested in what I'm doing and, and stuff like that. And we became friends. Um, other places, um, because of the power of my uh, uh, of, of our work in the tourism business, we, I would go and I would uh, seek to speak to the owner to get, a, to get a, a deal with them to make sure that we can bring our clients and to make sure that our clients will be happy at the place, that nothing will happen to them. And that way I made the other restaurants uh, friends with yeah by working with them for for a while so you're essentially going to the owner and you're saying listen i have uh, groups of people that come in i'd like to recommend your place to them um if i bring people you ask for a percentage of the check or something like that there is there's different uh, um there's different arrangements the place if, if the place is cool if i like it if my team likes it we will we will uh, uh, suggest this place, right? So the next step we would go, we say, okay, this is what we do. Uh, first of all, we need full um, security for for our clients. This is the most important thing, right? So they need to know when we send our people to 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 be the, the to be to be guests other places. They need to give them a full, you know, a full uh, full service, full service and full like protection and whatever happens, like they need to be uh, 100% taken care of. Uh, taken yeah. care of. Uh, it's the best service, the best thing. If anything happens, they need to be absolutely safe. Mm-hmm. And then we work on there's there's different things. There's on the turnover uh, uh, agreements. There's there's all kinds of uh, things. If the place is popular, then there would be like uh, you know uh, as many people would come, and then we would get commission for that. People that come to us, they at best they pay the same prices that they would pay by themselves, and sometimes we give them also discounts if if the place wants to, you know, um, uh, accept more people from us, they will give us uh, to our clients a special discount, and I can refer and the, and you know the clients will get a discount, the place would have more clients, and we get obviously on the back end our uh, commissions for that. Yeah. That's important that the commissions are coming out of the restaurant. It's not like yeah, the always, clients always, are always, you know, always, yeah. always. Yeah. This is, this is a lot of people that travel. Um, 
you know, they're worried that they're going to get ripped off or they're skeptical and they're like, oh, well, this guy referred it. He's probably yeah. going to like, yeah. you know, get some, I'm going to have to pay Bump more. up the price. Right. Then, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's the opposite. It doesn't, it doesn't, it's, it's, it typically doesn't work like that anywhere you go. Yeah. Like if you, if there's someone who's willing to make a reservation for you, um, it's the restaurant that's, you know, paying for that. And yeah. you're going to get a better deal. Yeah. I, I know, you know, this is a little bit different uh, because in Odessa, in Odessa, they don't really like, need your business business they don't really run after your business so they would say um you know people there would pay for like the organize like organizing the, their trips and they would get get uh, a commission for that mm. but in kiev is different in kiev there's no place that would bump up the price for for tourists mm -hmm. and you know take it from them and then pay it to whatever like uh, services uh, that the guys offer right. um so yeah so in, in, in that sense, it's, it's always like this uh, in Kiev. Mm -hmm. And when you first came here, um, where were you meeting uh, most of the girls you were meeting? Just nightclubs, through friends? How was Honestly, that? here you just go to the you just yeah. go to the market, <laughs> to, the, to the market, to the little uh, whatever. You just like walk walk down the street, and they're like, okay, they're like, hi, how are you? And she'd be like, oh yeah, hi, how are you? Uh, you know, like the, 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 the other thing here, especially for guys that, that are not very comfortable speaking to women, and this is what I tell a lot of the, the guests that are coming here, the girls here are different from anywhere else in the world, because even if she would tell you no, she would say it in the nicest way, she would feel so bad for saying no to you about anything, like inviting her for coffee or for drinks or whatever, even when she says no, she says it in such a way that you feel good about yourself not the other not the other way around you know kind rejection yeah I, kind, like she feels bad for rejecting you you know mm -hmm. usually girls that reject you they're like they're like oh get the hell out of here <laughs> well it's interesting so they because in the u.s girls are also nice but they're fake nice and they'll lead you on they'll say oh yeah sure and they'll give you like a pity number yeah, yeah. or they'll they'll agree to a date and they won't show up yeah that happens very rarely here typically girls are very more rarely very they're direct rarely. and they're nice about yeah. it yeah 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 definitely in the states yeah a girl would be like oh yeah sure yeah let's say she can't say no or like a bad way a bad thing to you but she would yeah like you said we'll give you a, i already forgot <laughs> i already forgot, forgot about, about it all <laughs> bringing oh, back oh yeah this is probably back yeah <laughs> she'll give you a fake number and then you would call and be like oh whatever here it never, never happened like i never happened to me Never, never, never happened to me. Even if she would give you a fake number sometimes, she would just don't, she wouldn't answer the phone or like would answer once and then would like just like, you know, like disappear slowly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and another thing is just everything is Instagram today. So it's like, <laughs> we don't ask for numbers. Instagram, yeah. Yeah, yeah <laughs> we, don't, we don't get, you know, you can't, Instagram is like right there. So if right. you get Instagram for her, you know it's her. <laughs> you can't like, yeah. you can't go uh, wrong. She might not answer because she might got turned cold or might maybe she met somebody else or whatever. So just not follow you back. Yeah, yeah. not follow you back, not answer your uh, thing. But yeah, but it's it's really here. It's 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 very very humane way of like of of, of meeting girls mm -hmm. uh, and and meeting girls really anywhere, just anywhere, just going. I've been to the subway once. I just. I had, I, I had to go once because everybody yeah. was talking about it. I went on the summer once. I got like three, four numbers. <laughs> I was like, yeah, it's great. Yeah, the subway is, is amazing. Um, I, I prefer the subway because the traffic is so bad. Yeah. It's usually faster, you oh, know, yeah. between uh, 
in the afternoon time. Definitely, but I I, I, I take Uber usually because then I get to you know so to do to do my personal cheat. Yeah. And second of all, I can do my stuff on my phone, like work and stuff like that, or like work related stuff. And I'm just sitting back and going through the traffic, mm -hmm. easy breezy, doing my work in the on the way. And yeah. So what's what's the day in the life of a, you know, promoter at you know what what's your typical like week look like? Well, the week is usually before Corona time. Mm -hmm. um, we from Monday to Friday, I would uh, uh, you know speak to people all over the phone. Uh, answer questions, you know, plan trips, uh, 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 you know, organize everything, you know, do all the administrative work, me and my team. And then on the weekends, we just, we just, you know, we just, we just go with our uh, clients and everything and we just get uh, um, uh, party and, <laughs> and all weekend long, we just party. <laughs> Some friends just walked in and yeah. <laughs> she's going to come show us her outfit. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of the uh, <laughs> so sorry, I was distracted. But oh, oh no, I'm in trouble. We're, we're in trouble. Come, come show the guys the ears. The ears. We want to see the ears. We don't see the ears like this. Ears. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so yeah, this is. Uh, I got distracted. So you're saying Monday through Wednesday, you're doing marketing. Monday through Friday, uh, yeah. we're doing all the administrative work, mm -hmm. and then on the weekends we start as as uh, groups of people come in, and they start you know going out, and then we go we go we gotta go meet them, see them, have a drink with them, uh, talk to them, explain to them a little bit. So from from Thursday, I think this. The, the people will start, will start landing and then you would meet people some at the airport if it's very big groups and, and, and uh, things like that. And then on the weekends we basically party with, with our guests, uh, drink, go out, visit a million places and yeah, and then recover on Sunday and on Monday uh, get back mm -hmm. to work. So most groups come for the weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mostly, mostly. and that's enough time, in your opinion, to like have a at least a a nightlife experience in the city. And uh, well, how often do they go to uh, you know like uh, go to see um, Chernobyl or do like cultural things like that? Look, because we uh, we specialize in the nightlife, mm -hmm. we don't promote. Chernobyl per se. Right. Some guys would come and Too say, hung over for Chernobyl." Yeah, <laughs> and then I, I don't I really don't recommend it. Okay? You gotta stumble <laughs> over something, you know. <laughs> well, that's the thing about Kiev is the everything happens so late. You know, you don't go to dinner until like the, the clubs don't even open until one. Twelve o'clock. Yeah. Twelve. Yeah. Twelve is a time. But no one's gonna show up until yeah. like twelve thirty one. Yeah. So yeah. you go to dinner at like eleven. Yeah. Um, you show up to the club around twelve thirty one, and the club goes until. 4 30 right Four, five, five. six yeah the clubs here are open till the last guest leaves so mm -hmm. you can you know and then you have the after party and you got heaven yeah. closer there's so much so many things to do here there's never enough time for anything mm -hmm. because you're like you know how it is friday comes you just like after doing your errands running your errands this and that you already need to get dressed quickly get to to the to dinner then uh, you know like 
you're already like at the club, then at the after hours, then uh, after party at your house, and, and it's and like a beach club the next day. Yeah, you, can club, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you can make it. You can make it. Yeah. Just, just how you gonna? Yeah. Gonna, how you gonna be looking? Uh, mm-hmm. How you gonna look? Good? <laughs> but well, yeah, it's there's no. I, I, find I mean, you could party. 24 hours straight without straight. missing a beat. Seven days a week. Yeah. No problem. Every in the day. summer. Yeah. Not even in the summer. In the winter. In the winter too. too. Well, yeah. during the day, it's a little bit it's tougher. It's like this I mean, you quarantine can time. Like, right. Every day. I had to turn off my phone at 10 p.m. just to make sure that nobody, like, you know, <laughs> gets, me, gets me going, right? Well, you know those parties we were doing during quarantine? Me and yeah. uh, Matthias, like, the, uh, I have a, a place uh, that's big enough to have, like, a DJ set up and and we were just, you know, everything was closed. So we just started throwing like, uh, you know, the Thursday, Saturday night soiree. I, I've been there a few times. It's it's a, it's, it's a dark, dark place. <laughs> Once I stood there for what? Two, three days? Three days straight. He had to go. <laughs> yeah, I left. <laughs> we stayed. I went on a date or something. I came back. Like, oh, you are always still here. <laughs> Actually, you know, what? I think of all the places to be, I was so glad I was here in Kiev during quarantine. Like hearing stories about my friends in the U.S., Israel, U.S., Canada, uh, this, and I'll use this kind of as like a as a teaching moment. Like if you look at what happened on quarantine, it's like all right, everyone knew that they were going to have to go in some sort of lockdown, yeah. and you have to decide, all right, who am I going to choose to spend this next, you know. X amount of time with knowing that you can't really, you know, you can't really change that up. Yeah. And I know a lot of people who guys who like, you know, don't really have social lives or, you know, guys who haven't kind of put that necessary work in yeah. who they might still be fucking quarantined in New York city alone for the yeah. last like three or four months, like hating life. Whereas, you know, you're not yeah, a pretty good time. Time. <laughs> like, I'm telling you, one day we're going to look back at this yeah. and going to say, shit, I wish there was another one coming. <laughs> I'm telling you. You were quarantined with like four girls. I had five girls and, and two was rotating. <laughs> and two more were coming in and out. I had some crazy house parties, like home parties. Oh my God. Like some, some of the, the, the craziest things I've done <laughs> was this quarantine, actually. <laughs> and people are like, well, what about coronavirus? Like, no, oh, we yeah. got it. We, we had it. We, Easy breezy. Was easy breezy for us. Luckily. He got checked. He he was positive. I I was like, uh, I'm positive. I'm positive that I'm positive. I'm like, we were yeah, drinking out of the same whiskey bottle on the train on from the Odessa train, to yeah. Kiev, where I think I got it. Yeah. And uh, I I was very lucky. My only symptoms were a lack of a loss of smell and taste. Um, lasted right about 10, 11 days. I got tested. And I got tested again, negative, and hopefully now I have the antibodies. But I would, you know. Obviously, some people can get it much worse than others, but you know, it was. I, I think it's 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 a thing of the immune system because you know we're pretty active. We do we do a lot of sports. I used to do a lot of sports. Now I used to, I do other sports too. So <laughs> like sexual sports, but a lot of cardio. A lot of cardio. But uh, yeah, like for me, it was even milder than him. Like it was. Uh, like well, what was it? Three days I, I was drinking Tabasco out of the <laughs> out of the <laughs> bottle just to make sure that, that I still have it. <laughs> and it's the weirdest feeling. Like, you drink Tabasco, you Trying don't to feel taste anything, <laughs> nothing, <laughs> not even a burn. Like yeah. it's weird. And then for but we got days, it later. We we I just had it like the last you know like two weeks ago. Yeah. We're recording this now in the end of July, so I had it in the end of June. 
but you know, for those first three months, starting when quarantine started in March, you know, March, April, May, when it was like hardcore lockdown, you know, I had you and I had a pretty good time. <laughs> like Maybe. it was, Maybe. shit was closed, but um, you know, Maybe. didn't have to save a lot of money. <laughs> didn't, didn't have just, have to, <laughs> just have to make sure that somebody was 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 sober enough to stroll to the to the store to, right. grab, some, <laughs> to grab some groceries, <laughs> come back. And then, yeah, that, that that was my biggest problem. And then the deliveries, you know, the, the global deliveries or whatever they have here. Mm-hmm. If somebody could make the order, we were fine. We're totally fine. <laughs> <laughs> if the food was, was being able to do, get delivered to, to, to the house, it was easy breezy, really. It was, it was great. So the other thing is, the, the last thing I want to touch on um, before we wrap up here is, so you've been here, what, three years, you said? Three years, yeah. Three years. And oh, your, no, no. your oh, no, Russian no. is very good. So well, yeah. um, how did you get to your level of fluency? How soon did you start when you arrived and what was your process? That like? was that, that was very, uh, first of all, Russian is a very hard language. It's very hard. And you obviously speak English, Hebrew. English, and Hebrew, and, you know, like bits and pieces of lots of uh, different languages. Mm-hmm. But the Russian one was, was the hardest one. Um, what I did is... Uh, Basically, I, I took classes right from the get-go. I didn't tell anybody. I didn't tell you. I didn't tell anybody. Yeah, I remember one I day, was, all of a sudden, Yoni was fluent in Russian. Like, I thought you was, didn't speak Russian. <laughs> that was also because of quarantine. Because yeah. at that point, when quarantine started, I, I already understood, like you like you did. Mm-hmm. I understood almost everything, about 70%. And then once you understand 70%, you can connect the, the bits and pieces, and you can make a sentence out of it. What made me actually get good at Russian, it was quarantine. Because I'm staying there with five girls. Three of them don't speak any English. Two of them speak English, but because the other girls speak, don't speak it, it's easier for them to speak Russian. So I find myself just sitting there, understanding what, what they're saying, but not being able to speak. Mm-hmm. And then once you get over this 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 little fear, it's not a fear, but it's like uncomfortable. A little place. bit of embarrassment. Yeah, embarrassment. Yeah, it's, it's natural. Like yeah. yeah, it's natural. Mm-hmm. So. When the quarantine started, I just I just started talking. I just yeah. started like talking, talking, talking. And, and you were taking classes before that for yeah, a few years. Yeah. Yeah. What what made me understand very good what they're saying. Oh, actually another thing is watching a lot of uh, movies. I told you this before. Like, I did last night. I watched Happy Gilmore in Russian. Yeah. And I know all the lines. Exactly. I've seen the movie exactly. a million times and I was like, ah. So for me it was <laughs> the, the Wolf of Wall Street that I've oh, nice. watched like 50 or 70 times in English. You know that and now I know, just I know what they're saying. So I, I I watch it in Russian, and then you know slowly like you you just you just become understanding it, and it's a lot like you become a lot more comfortable with hearing the language and processing it in your mind. Because when you speak to a teacher, you're very focused, you're very thing, and the teacher speaks to you like wanting you to understand better. But once you watch a movie or anything uh, for that matter on TV it becomes more natural for you to process it in your mind and understanding more. Mm-hmm. So all these things combined and just like the quarantine that just made me like start talking and talking and talking and talking for days on end. Mm-hmm. And this is, this is what has made me uh, actually like, like right now, a pretty good, a good level of Russian. Yeah, no, that's yeah. impressive. Yeah, the thing, when I watched Happy Gilmore last night, you remember the part where uh, Shooter McGavin hires the heckler Follow happy around. He goes, yeah. jackass yeah. on every shot. In Russian, they say pridorak, <laughs> which is not quite the same translation. It's, it's, but it's not uh, the same, yeah. but you understand the of thing. Course, you yeah. understand what he's saying. Yeah. So you translate it to, you know, a jackass or a pridorak is 
you know, you can say it in both uh, right. languages, it's the, 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 the same. Yeah, but the, the more the important thing and the slang also, your teacher wouldn't be teaching much of the slang, right? Yeah. But in the movies, you would teach, you would learn the slang words and connecting the slang words and like. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, so your recommendation would be to get get a teacher, take classes, and then watch movies that you know very well in English in Russian. Yes, yeah. and then when, once you once you um, first when you once you start talking, like I, I know you do this a lot. You all the girls speak to you in English, and that's what I used to do. That's what I used to do also. At the end, I met girls that don't speak mm -hmm. English, and then I would just talk with them in English, and they would speak to me in Russian. Mm -hmm. And then this also made me jump another step before before speaking because it's you know like you, you practice a lot more because yeah. now she speaks to you in Russian, and you have to understand because she doesn't speak English, right? And you speak back to her in English. So you're a little more comfortable before you start speaking, right? Uh, and that that all these steps, but you need to concentrate because this is very like very hard language. You need to concentrate on this, and you need to wanna learn it. And this is what I wanted. I wanted to learn it, and I've I've just did everything I, I could possibly do to uh, to hear it, to practice it, to yeah. speak it, to learn the proper thing. Because it is quite hard to get around here without Russia. Oh, yeah. And without a Russian person with you, it's yeah, very yeah, difficult. Very hard, very yeah. hard. People here think that everybody needs to speak Russian. I don't, I don't know why. But, uh, and not that many know English, surprisingly. I mean, not uh, many. Even the ones that know English, sometimes, most of the times, they're, they're, they're embarrassed to speak it mm -hmm. because they have some kind of issue here with this. If they don't speak it properly, don't, don't do it kind mm -hmm. of thing. Uh, and this is the, the thing that I've learned that if it's just me and you and we only speak English, you can speak to girls and they would speak English too because they don't have other choice. Right. But once there's one guy that speaks Russian, that's it. You, your your social yeah. uh, thing is gone. You 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 don't exist in the. That's happened Russia. so many times. So many times. And it's so it's it's difficult because yeah. everyone's speaking speaking very fast. You're not picking up anything. You just end yeah. up on your phone. Yeah. 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 It yeah. Sucks. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So tell uh. Tell the people watching where can they find you. Um, you know, drop your Instagram um, where people can find out about the uh, you know promotion services. First of all, everybody can can find me on Instagram as uh, Dagesh uh, D A G E S H. This is my personal Instagram, and from there you can see all our uh, girls clubs and our nightlife uh, clubs uh, nightlife uh, page, which is Kiev Kasiopea. We also have. Uh, uh, it's like a social uh, uh, social uh, uh, club, let's say, which is called Top Kiev Girls. Uh, a lot of girls do uh, their personal PR, and we do PR for uh, nightclubs and restaurants. Uh, it's a very cool page. Check it out. It's called Top Kiev Girls. And uh, yeah, we have websites, uh, kievkasiopea.com. Uh, what else? Facebook is we're all over the Facebook. But I'll drop the link. Too. Yeah, yeah, that would be cool if you can mm -hmm. drop the links. Uh, and yeah, come, come, come to Kiev. It's the best place on earth. I'm not even joking. Um, Disneyland. <laughs> I've, been, I've been everywhere. <laughs> I've lived in on three continents. I've visited pretty much every place on earth except the uh, the hardcore countries, not in Baghdad and stuff like that, and, and Syria. Mm -hmm. But once once I came here, I was like, wow, this yeah. is. I had the same experience. I've been crazy. 52 countries, you know, I, I, I 
searched. <laughs> no, no stone has gone unturned. Uh, it's not that I was actively searching, but I was traveling because it's it's nice. Yeah. No, I was. <laughs> I yeah. was actively searching for like now, where can honestly, I find the the best place? Now, to live honestly, as a, as a guy, my friends are like, let's go to Ibiza, the island. Mm -hmm. Let's go to Greece. And you're like, why? Watch. Why would I? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, let's meet here, man. Yeah. Forget it. Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All the girls at, at, at uh, Ibiza and Mykonos, they're from Ukraine. Yeah, from <laughs> they, they, they go there for a weekend just to, you know, just to air out. <laughs> yeah. Well, dude, thanks for coming on. It's been awesome. It was, it was a pleasure. Yeah, it was a good, uh, good experience. Thanks for listening. If you want more, go to innerconfidence.com. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast for the latest episodes.